Welcome to the Health Focus Podcast, brought to you by Memorial Healthcare, where we discuss current topics and trends in healthcare that are important to our local Shiawassee community. We are coming to you from the Now Building and our podcast studio. As always, I am your host, Dr. Gregory Flermone, a general surgeon here at Memorial Healthcare. With me here today is Dr. Amna Mehdi, a board-certified gastroenterologist. And our topic today will center around colonoscopies and colon cancer. Dr. Mehdi, thank you very much for joining us. Why don't you tell us about yourself and what brings you to Owasso? Hey, thank you for having me here. Um, so I'm a gastroenterologist here at Memorial Healthcare. I've been here for about three years now, um, trained in gastroenterology in New Jersey, um, kind of moved here with my family. Um, and being at Memorial has been a wonderful experience. Um, we have a wonderful uh, gastroenterology department and staff that kind of supports us and you know, we provide care to our uh, community. So the main issue, and this is large you know, for the entire community, is, is colon cancer. So kind of start out, what is colorectal cancer and what impact does it have on our population? Colorectal cancer is basically cancer of the colon and rectum. It occurs when there's a growth on the lining of the colon or rectum that has become cancerous. Um, colorectal cancer is the third most common cause of cancer in both men and women, and it is the second leading cause of cancer deaths in the United States. So in the U.S., basically every year, it's approximated about 150,000 new cases will be diagnosed for colorectal cancer, and about 50,000 people die from this disease. Uh, those are very large numbers, especially when you think about, you know, our aging population. So it doesn't start out as cancer. It starts out as a polyp. Kind of describe what a polyp is and yeah. kind of what, what that progress the progression is. So colon polyps are basically growths that occur on the inner lining of the colon, and most colon polyps are benign, uh, meaning they are non-cancerous. However, some types of colon polyps, such as adenomatous polyps, can develop into colon cancer if left untreated. Um, so transition to colon cancer from polyps is multifactorial, but there needs to be some sort of genetic mutation happening within the cells of the polyp for that to happen. So as far as colon polyps, are these always spontaneous mutations or is there some genetic components that can, you know, different people need to be aware of? So, uh, you know, polyps are, you know, either mostly genetic mutations can happen. Um, sometimes they're spontaneous. Sometimes there are, you know, genetic conditions that run in families that increase your risk of polyps and hence colorectal cancer. Also having a family history of colorectal cancer increases your risk of colorectal cancer in a first degree relative usually under the age of 65. Um, so there are different risk factors um, that can lead you to develop certain colon polyps. So most uh, you know, obvious would be age, so age greater than 50. So the older you are, the more chances of you having colon polyps would be, and hence a higher risk for colon cancer. But now younger, we are seeing a lot younger patients that are being diagnosed with colorectal cancer. So we're starting to do screenings earlier um, than before. Also, family history, like I said, genetic conditions, lifestyles can also increase your risk of colon polyps and eventually can lead you to develop colorectal cancer, like decreased physical activity, a low-fiber diet, high-fat diet um, can also increase your risk of developing colon polyps, smoking, things like that. Very interesting. You brought up the word screening. That's, that's a big topic. What types of screening are there out there, and when do we recommend starting screening? So most cancer societies now recommend that people at average risk of colorectal cancer begin screening at age 45. 
it used to be age 50, but now as we're seeing more uh, younger patients with colorectal cancer, the guidelines have been changed to age 45 for an average risk patient. Obviously, if you have a family history of colorectal cancer, have a history of polyps or genetic conditions that increase your risk of polyps or colorectal cancer, those guidelines will be different for you, and you most likely will need a colonoscopy younger than age 45. Um, so there are several screening options for colorectal cancer. Um, first is a colonoscopy. This is the most commonly used screening test for colorectal cancer. Um, any polyps found during the procedure can be removed at the same time. And repeat colonoscopy is every 10 years if you have no polyps or no risk factors like we discussed earlier. Uh, another option for screening for colorectal cancer is a FIT test, F-I-T, fecal immunochemical test. It is basically a stool test that can be done at home. It checks for hidden blood in the stool, which is a sign, which can be a sign of colorectal cancer. Repeat every one year. Now, the most important thing to realize is that if the test is positive, you will need to get a colonoscopy to investigate the cause of the positive result. Another option is a Cologuard test, which is also a stool test that can be done at home. It is looking for stool DNA changes um, that may indicate presence of precancerous polyps or colorectal cancer. It is recommended every three years. And again, if it's positive, you will need to get a colonoscopy to investigate the cause of the positive result. Okay, very interesting. Now, what about a CT colonoscopy? I know these are... There, there, there's some data out there. You know, as a general surgeon, I deal with this a lot. I didn't know what your thoughts on that. If it's becoming more, it doesn't seem like we'll ever replace colonoscopies, but where does that fit into the screening options? Okay. So a CT colonography is basically a virtual colonoscopy. So it's a non-invasive medical imaging test that can be done to visualize the colon and rectum for detection of polyps or cancer. Um However, you know, it's, it's a good alternative to conventional colonoscopy because it's not an invasive procedure. However, again, if they do detect polyps during a CT colonography, you will need a... They can't biopsy them. They can't you, take you the can't tissue. You can't take out the polyps. Mm -hmm. You can't remove it. And you don't have, you know, you don't know exactly what it is un until you remove the polyps. So you will need some sort of either surgery or uh, need a, a colonoscopy to get tissue samples. So why don't we tell our public what is a colonoscopy and what should they expect when they're getting colonoscopies? So a colonoscopy is a test that looks inside your colon. It is done by a trained physician, a gastroenterologist. And the main tool that we use to look inside the colon is a colonoscope. So a colonoscope is a long, thin, flexible tube with a tiny camera and a light on the end. And it is long enough to look at the large bowel, which is about five feet and um, even the lower part of the small intestine can be looked at. Um, so now if the physician that's doing your colonoscopy sees any polyps during a colonoscopy, they will be able to remove it right away during the procedure. And there's different tools that the provider can use through the colonoscope to remove that tissue or that polyp or any abnormal or tissue that needs biopsies. So removing the polyp during a colonoscopy can stop precancerous polyps from turning into cancer, and the procedure can also be diagnostic of if there's already cancer that's growing. Um, so what to expect during a colonoscopy? Um, you know, this is an invasive procedure, um, but it is usually done in an outpatient setting. So it's the same day, a couple of hours you come in for, and you're able to go home. Um, so there is a preparation that is required 
prior to your procedure. Now, this is the most important part, and most patients find this the most difficult part of the whole process, but this is the most important part because you will need to prepare your bowel by following a special diet and taking laxatives to empty your colon. Then you have anesthesia, so you will get a sedative or anesthetic to help you relax. And, and so you're more comfortable during the procedure and you don't really recall what happened during the procedure. And it's, so it's like a really good sleep that patients experience. Um, so then the doctor will insert the colonoscope through your rectum and into your colon. And then the doctor is able to examine the lining of your colon and look for any abnormalities, such as polyps, tumors, any inflammatory mucosa. And they're able to take out the polyps using different devices or do biopsies for any, any abnormal tissue. Um, now, after the procedure, you're taken to a recovery area. You're able to rest and recover from the anesthesia. The entire procedure itself, the colonoscopy, can take anywhere from 30 minutes to 60 minutes or longer, depending on how complicated a case may be. But you're able to recover and go home mostly this, the same day. Very good. Now, uh, all invasive procedures have risks. What are the possible complications when it comes to a colonoscopy? Yeah, so colonoscopy is a very safe procedure. Um, but like any invasive procedure, there are risks associated with it. So one possible complication is perforation or a tear through the bowel wall that might require surgery, or you can have some endoscopic, um, you could endoscopically repair a tear as well. And usually this can happen after a polypectomy, which is a removal of a polyp. Um, you can also have bleeding at the site of a biopsy or polypectomy, but it's usually minor self-limited. However, you might need to have a repeat procedure to control the bleeding, might require surgery or interventional radiology to assist with stopping the bleeding. And this can usually happen when patients are already on blood thinners or, you know, antiplatelets that increases their risk of bleeding post-procedure as well. And the risk of anesthesia, um, you know, reactions to the sedative or complications from heart or lung disease can happen. Now, these sound kind of scary, but they are very rare. Very rare, very low risk very, very safe procedure, and it should not stop you from getting a, a colonoscopy for screening purposes because of the chance of increased colorectal cancer in our communities. And on average, how many colonoscopies are you doing a week to kind of give the patient some some safety of, hey, we're, we're doing 20, 30, 40 of these a week with each of our providers? Is that a, a safe number to assume? Or yeah, is that it is higher? a safe number to okay. assume. Usually we're doing about, on, on like really full days, you can do about 10, 12 cases um, like four times a week. So, okay, so you're, you're hitting about 50 usually or depending on the week. Um, but each provider is doing, you know, plenty of, and we have plenty of experience mm -hmm. coming into this. Yes. So every year we're doing like more than a thousand cases on average. Excellent. So we can put the, the community's, you know, mind at ease that it's not your first one. No. <laughs> we, we have patients ask all the time of surgery, have you done this before? <laughs> a few times. A so few th times, that, yeah. that's great to get out there. So we talked about when to start screening in a little bit. So on average, you said, 10 years for an average risk patient. What are some of the other recommendations depending on different risks or depending on the polyps you find during the case? Yeah, so there's a couple of things that will determine your next colonoscopy. So yeah, so if no polyps, no family history, you're not high risk, it's every 10 years. If you have a family history of colorectal cancer, a family history is considered a first degree relative. Um, so that would be parents, siblings, and they usually they recommend that you will be higher risk if that person was diagnosed at age 65 or younger. Um, then in that situation, if you do not have any polyps during your colonoscopy, it will be every five years you should be getting a colonoscopy. Now, if there are polyps, it could be sooner than that. It kind of just depends on the individual person at that time. 
other things that will increase your risk of colorectal cancers, inflammatory bowel disease, like Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, and you will need surveillance or screening colonoscopy sooner than the average person. Um, also, again, so, you know, sometimes you could have hyperplastic, which are benign, non-cancerous polyps, so you might still get a colonoscopy every 10 years because your risk of colorectal cancer is not increased. But if you have precancerous polyps, adenomatous polyps, depending on their subdivisions of them, you know, tubular adenomas, tubular bullous adenomas, basal serrated polyps, then you might need colonoscopies every three years, five years. The bigger the polyp size also increases your risk of colorectal cancer, so then your surveillance would be sooner, uh, and we're not going to wait like five years or, or seven or ten years, depending on the individual patient. An another thing, sorry, I wanted to yep. emphasize mm -hmm. is that quality of your cleanse is very important. And I know that is the most challenging part for patients, but it is the most important because if you have stool in your colon, we're not able to visualize the lining of the colon and polyps, small polyps can be missed during the procedure. So we want your prep to be as clean as possible. Your cleanse needs to be really clean so we can see the polyps and safely remove them during the procedure. Um, and sometimes if your bowel prep is not cleaned, you will need to get a repeat colonoscopy sooner. So we might actually do a colonoscopy in the next three months just so that we are making sure that you don't, you don't have any polyps that were missed and your prep is clean. And then we'll do a different type of prep and work around how we can help you with that. Okay. So how long in life do we continue these? Is there a cutoff at age where we, we stop doing it saying, hey, you've done good, you know, something else might get you before colon polyps, <laughs> you don't have to go it. Is there any recommendations yeah, as so far as that? Yeah, so recommendations usually say we can stop screening colonoscopies after the age of 75. So if you do not have any family history and you're not higher risk than the average a patient, then age 75, we really don't recommend any further screening colonoscopies. Um, however, patients do have options, again, about doing the other screenings that are non-invasive, like a Cologuard test or a FIT test, if they want to, and we can decide from there. Excellent. So st uh, all in all, it sounds like colonoscopies are still the gold standard. There are some other things that, if there's some, some fears, they can try, but ultimately, people should be getting colonoscopies. Yeah, so colonoscopy is the gold standard. It is a test of choice because it is you know, perfect for screening because you're able to detect polyps and remove them instead of having to do a two-step process. Um, and, you know, uh, and you once if, if it is negative, then it's every 10 years. So if you do with these other stool tests, which can be false positives or false negatives, um, then you, you know, you kind of missed your chance of detecting those precancerous polyps. And once they're removed, at least we're decreasing your chance of getting colorectal cancer in the future. Okay, so ultimately, if we screened people frequently enough, could we cure colon cancer? Could, I mean, could we get to the point where we don't need colectomies and surgeries that I do I, I, in theory? Because I've told some patients that, like, hey, if we start screening soon enough and we get the polyp, we might never get here. I don't envision a world like that with uh, your yes. community, but. I mean, colorectal cancer is highly preventable. And in the earlier you catch it, the more the easier it is to treat and cure. So. That's why guidelines were changed to age 45, and we're seeing younger and younger patients being diagnosed with colorectal cancer. So if we all are, you know, if we all increase our awareness and get screened, I think they estimate that about 30,000 patients can be saved every year. So if you're getting your screening colonoscopies, you're aware of your symptoms, um, then you can, you know, we have a large number of patients that can be saved and detected early on in their disease process. Um, and an important thing to also realize that having colon polyps, a lot of patients will not have symptoms. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they will not present with, you know, complaints of rectal bleeding or pain. You know, polyps can just be there and they could be pretty large. 
um, and you still will be asymptomatic. So regardless of symptoms, regardless of you know gender, all men and women should be getting screened at age 45 unless you're high risk. So we got a 45-year-old male or female sitting at home listening to this. They're like, oh boy, I need to get a colonoscopy. How do they go about that? Yeah, so you can um, contact your primary care physician and they'll be able to either depending on their hospital system or their community's, uh, you know, gastroenterologist, they'll be able to schedule it directly with the gastroenterologist or you might need to see a gastroenterologist prior to your colonoscopy. Um, or you could just go to a gastroenterologist in your community um, and then we could go ahead and schedule you for a screening colonoscopy. Perfect. So I am 43. Maybe in two years we can do a podcast about my experience on this. We'll have to see <laughs> yes. how that goes. So, Dr. Medi, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, is there anything else you would like to, that we haven't gone over, that you'd like to get out to the community? No, I mean, I just, I just want to emphasize the importance of colorectal cancer. Um, you know, it, we are seeing it in younger and younger patients. Screening guidelines have been changed for a reason to age 45. I know people kind of know it's, it's been age 50 for a very long time, but this new change is very important. Um, you know, it is an invasive procedure, but it is a very safe procedure. It is, you know, it's, it's life-saving. You know, we're able to detect colorectal cancer sooner. Um, we're able to remove polyps that have a potential of becoming cancer. So it is a very preventable cancer, and I think that it's very important for the community to, you know, be vigilant and, and get these screening tests done. And if they have any questions or concerns um, or any doubts, they could always reach out to us um, and, or their primary care physician. Perfect. Again, thank you very much for your time. I thank appreciate it. Thank you for having it. me. Thank you. You're welcome back anytime you would like. So that brings us to the end of our episode. Again, thanks to Dr. Medi for joining us today. And as always, thank you to our listeners for listening to the Memorial Healthcare Podcast. If you've enjoyed our show, please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to join us every two weeks for future episodes. Again, this is Dr. Flamone, the voice of Memorial. We'll talk to you soon.